This week, as the supercars get ready to go back on track, we hear from Connor O'Brien, who works for supercars.com. I hope you'll stay with us. The supercars head to the racetrack very soon, and joining us from Supercars Media is Connor O'Brien. Connor, thanks for joining us here on Inside Motorsport. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for having me. Now, your role in at uh, Supercars Media, over this COVID-19 time, you've been manning the, the the front line, as it were, looking after the main website for supercars. Yeah, yeah, look, I mean, I've just been, I guess, uh, like, I guess, like everyone in the sport and everyone in the world, I guess uh, things have changed. And um, for me, I've just been trying to uh, keep the content rolling over uh, a lot about obviously the uh, BP Supercars All Stars E Series, and then um, you know a few other bits and pieces just to hopefully keep um, people entertained. And uh, yeah, so hopefully that's not gone too badly. What has been the challenges of working with race teams shut down, and and even the mothership at Supercars headquarters only being partly resourced? I mean, communication for one is uh, always a big thing because, like, I haven't been in the office since uh, the Australian Grand Prix, so you know that's what uh, best part of three months ago now. So uh, you know, trying to stay across things and yeah, that and just you know, obviously trying to just be creative and hopefully come up. Yeah, I mean, like I said, with interesting content and you know, different ideas. There's no real life racing going on. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's all a bit different trying to yeah, keep, uh, keep things ticking over and hopefully keep some sort of entertainment going. What's your background in communications? I, I went to university, did a Bachelor of Journalism and then worked, became a cadet at, at News Corp um, up at the Courier Mail, then proceeded to work down at the Gold Coast Bulletin for oh, what must have been Fourteen, four years, I think. Um, oh, that's bad. I should know. But um, yeah, about about four years. Did a little bit of stuff with motorsport. I've always loved motorsport, and then uh, got an opportunity. Uh, predecessor in this role, Mitchell Adam, uh, moved on to another opportunity. I got the chance to to jump into supercars, which is something I've always wanted to do. You had any background in motor racing before you started? None, none other than a, as a, yeah, just a bit of a diehard fan, really. And yeah, just a fan and doing a bit of motorsport media for, for News Corp. But uh, certainly you wouldn't find me out on a, a racetrack or anything like that. Not unless you wanted to pay for the repairs of the go-kart or, or whatever it is. So, How have you found moving into what is a very technical sport to cover? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, look, and... I do have to admit, like, the technical, the deep technical side of it is not my fault. You know, like, there's other guys in, in the sport who are more across it than me. I guess for me, my role, I guess, as a journalist is, you know, more the storytelling side. So that's probably been my, I've tried to stick to that strength, I guess, on, um, you know, I guess you can always, there's always a story to be told, you know, not necessarily yeah, I guess you don't always have to delve into the deep specifics of the technical side of the sport. Yeah, there's always you know a story to be told about you know the winners and losers and and this and that. So um, it's something that I'm always learning more about anyway. The technical side of the sport. It has allowed you to do a lot of person-on-person stuff, and your Spotlight series has been a way of sharing some of the different stories about people involved in supercars. Yeah, yeah, no, um, it's something, uh, yeah, that, that's the kind of thing, exactly the storytelling that I, 
uh, I really actually have, a, I guess, a passion for. And uh, that's been great fun doing doing that series with uh, a mix of people. I, it did have a break, I guess, uh, for a while there during the COVID period from people like Kim Jones, I think, was the first one. And then, you know, people like Nuri Patterson from Red Bull and Dilan Talabani from Kelly Racing. Sorry, I had a bit of a mind blank there. But, yeah, no, that, that's been really good fun to, to get uh, a sense of people's background. Yeah, you know, key people in the sport who aren't necessarily in the well, in the spotlight, so to speak, like maybe the drivers are. So just getting a gauge of their background and what makes them tick. One of the things that's difficult is what is news. During the COVID shutdown, did you find you were doing stories that under normal circumstances you wouldn't necessarily class it as a, a news story worth pursuing? Well, I, I guess like... It's just about changing uh, the way of looking at things. Like, I mean, uh, I, I don't think there was a lot of, uh, well, I'd like to think it wasn't too much of like doing lesser quality stuff. It was maybe doing 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 different type of stuff, a uh, different type of content, you know, like, yeah, some more featurey type of content or, you know, that kind of thing, I guess. Well, that's the way I'd like to look at it anyway is that, um, yeah, it was just about, you know, it was less day-to-day kind of news but more opportunity to like delve into like feature stories. Having had a newspaper background and now working 100% electronic, how have you found those changes and the, the differences between the audience? Ah, uh, That's a good question. Um, I, I guess uh, like fr- from a newspaper background like the easiest way to put it is that there's a certain amount of content that like absolutely has to be done but like I guess you're very rigid in the amount of content that needs to be done you can't have too much or too little because you have to fill that exact amount of space in the paper uh whereas I guess online you have a bit more flexibility you can um you can do I guess as little or as much as there is news around um and then yeah I guess um in terms of the audience, um, I guess all I can say really is that, like, I mean, obviously supercars have a really passionate fan base, so uh, it's always, uh, yeah, good fun to, to see how people are responding to, to various topics and um, to various different drivers. And obviously uh, the, the drivers themselves are quite active on, on social media, so that, that can be uh, good fun too to see them engaging with the fans. You mentioned the fans. What's the feedback like? Have you had more feedback in the time you've been with supercars than you ever had in any of the other roles you've had? Oh, definitely, definitely a lot more fan engagement. Like, I mean, not necessarily, I guess, about me, <laughs> whereas maybe in the newspaper side of things, you'd get people saying, oh, yeah, 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 nice story or, you know, like, oh, you're, you're, a, you're a moron or whatever, <laughs> but, but whereas in supercars, I guess, yeah, it's more about like, you know, the comments are more related to the driver or, you know, the driver or the issue that is uh, within the story. But, um, but yeah, supercars has a pretty big fan base. I think on our Facebook, supercars fan book, fan, uh, on our supercars Facebook page, sorry, I think we've got uh, about 940,000 followers. So there's always lots of uh, engagement and lots of comments uh, that I can uh, sit back and go through and absorb. Where do you, knowing that you're working for the overarching organisation as well as producing a news site, where do you draw the line or do you just always kick it up to, say, Stefan or other members of the supercar media team before you hit uh, publish? Um, Yeah, I guess, look, uh, I guess it's sort of a bit of both – you know, some personal judgment and then definitely like I'm, I'm always someone who 
bounces, I guess, ideas. So, yeah, definitely uh, work really, really closely with Steph and, and between us we'll, we'll go, hey, do you reckon this is appropriate or this is not appropriate? And Yeah, there's other people in our, I guess, in our team who we can bounce ideas off. Um, so, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, like, so Stefan has been uh, away on leave at the moment, but, um, but yeah, ordinarily, yeah, we, yeah, we work very closely and bounce ideas off each other and uh, work it out from there pretty well. And so far, what has been your favourite story that you've written for Supercars? Oh, how do I, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's yeah, not something I really think about. Um, uh, look, I mean, yeah, the, the, the feature stories are definitely, uh, I guess, um, something that, yeah, is a bit of a passion of mine. So, um, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, to pick out one, I really enjoyed uh, speaking to Nuri Patterson from Red Bull. Um, she's the, I've uh, got to try and remember the exact title, but she's uh, essentially the finance controller of the team. And but she has such an interesting background and listening to her stories of uh, working at uh, McLaren in particular and, uh, you know, uh, dealing with, uh, you know, drivers like Nigel Mansell and whatever else. Uh, yeah, I thought. That was a lot of fun uh, to try and put together. So, yeah, I'd say that's probably the one that comes to mind. Mm. Well, Connor, it's great to have you here on Inside Motorsport and uh, look forward to catching up with you at a racetrack very soon. Cheers. Thanks, Craig, for having me. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.